and welcome back to Unsuspected. Thank you for being here this week. I know I, I skipped last week, but that was because I had some te- technical difficulties and then the opportunity to record just didn't present itself throughout the week. So here we are. It's a Saturday night recording. Um, yeah, sorry for missing the week. Thank you for being here. Um, I actually had another like case planned for last week's episode, which is now this week's episode, but I procrastinated and I didn't actually start researching until like the day before I was going to record originally. The other case I was going to talk about was, it was just, it was a doozy with a lot of details and I just knew I couldn't get it done in time and serve it justice. So this case is a shorter case and will be a shorter episode because it is an unsolved disappearance. So today we're going to talk about the disappearance of Tara Calico. A case being unsolved is one thing, but because it's an unsolved disappearance, it's another thing. Like, if there's a body recovered, at least there's evidence to go off of, hopefully. But with disappearances, there's no body found. So these people could very slim chance, but they could still be alive today. Last week we also- or, sorry not last week, the week before last, we also dived into a disappearance, but that one was definitely a bigger and more widespread and known case. Um, So there was like a lot of evidence and details to go off of. Also, Unsuspected is now on Instagram. So if you're interested, go give it a follow at unsuspectedpod. All right, this is the longest intro ever. So let's just get into it. So, Tara Lee Calico was born on February 28, 1969 to parents Patty Dowell and David Calico, and she has a sister named Michelle and a brother named Chris. Tara was described as being an extrovert who loved reading and exercising. She was a university student who worked uh, as a bank teller, and she, she hoped to go into either psychology or psychiatry. So, you know, she was, she was a very popular girl. She had a lot of ambitions for her life, evidently, and what happened to her is just, it's terrible, I assume. We don't know what happened to her, but something is definitely suspicious. So on September 20th, 1988, in Belen, I think I'm saying that right, Belen, New Mexico, 19-year-old Tara went for a bike ride around 9.30 a.m. Now, she went for a bike ride almost every day, and she took the same two-hour route along New Mexico State Road 47 every day. So usually her mother Patty went with her, but this morning she chose not to because she remembered that a motorist was following them on a previous bike ride and she didn't feel comfortable going. Now, in my opinion, if you feel like you're getting stalked while on a bike ride and you don't feel comfortable enough going, why would you let your daughter go? That doesn't make sense to me. Well, no. Okay, sorry. I shouldn't say that because she did tell Tara to carry mace with her, but Tara, like, she said no. She was like, it's not that big of a deal. She kind of, she just laughed it off, you know? Maybe she felt like the threat wasn't that serious, but who knows. So Tara told her mother as a joke to come get her if she hadn't returned by noon in case she got a flat tire. So she had plans with her boyfriend at 12.30 p.m. to play tennis, so she had time to take her two-hour bike ride, and obviously she had a reason to come home. So Tara took her mother's hot pink mountain bike and left her house with just her Sony Walkman headphones and a cassette tape of the band Boston. Tara did not return by noon, so her mother went out looking for her along their usual route. When she did not find her, she came home and found that Tara was not at the house either. Um, So Patty called the Valencia County Sheriff's Department and filed a missing persons report. 
The police later went out looking along her bike route and the surrounding areas and found Tara's Sony Walkman and the cassette tape. So it's believed that Tara had dropped these in an attempt to mark her path, but it's it's not confirmed. Many witnesses said that they saw Tara riding her bike, but Tara nor the bike were ever found. Allegedly, allegedly, yes, threatening notes were placed on Tara's vehicle months before her death, so the family immediately thought that her disappearance had been foul play. No witnesses actually saw Tara get abducted, but several witnesses claimed that they saw a light-colored pickup truck with a camper shell following Tara as she rode her bike back to her house. This was all the evidence they had for about nine months, and Tara's family knew that she had no reason to run away from her life. You know, she had a lot to live for. She was a college student, she had a boyfriend and a job. I mean, she still could have wanted to get away, but it's, it's unlikely in this case. So on June 15, 1989, nine months after Tara's disappearance, a woman found a chilling clue in the parking lot of a convenience store in Port St. Joe, Florida, which was like 1,500 miles from where Tara went missing. So this clue was a Polaroid picture of a young woman and a young boy tied up and gagged with black tape in what looks like the back of a van. So Polaroid, like the company itself, said that the picture had to have been taken after May of 1989 because the film used had not been available since until then. So the woman who found this picture said that she was waiting for a white windowless Toyota cargo van to pull out of a parking spot and that she found the picture when he pulled out. Uh Uh-oh. White van. And also it was like kind of chilling because like this picture looked like it could have been taken in the back of that van. She said the person driving the van was a man in his 30s with a mustache. Now, this community was relatively small, so the police set up roadblocks in hopes of catching this guy, but they had no luck. The picture made its way to national television in hopes that someone would be able to identify the young woman and the boy. A friend of Tara's family saw it on the show A Current Affair and called up Patty, Tara's mother, saying she thought the young woman looked like Tara. Patty was convinced that the young woman in the photo was her daughter, and I mean, I think you know your own child, you know? I think if the parents say, yeah, that's her, then you should sort of take their word for it. The other boy in the picture is believed to be Michael Henley, who went missing in April of 1988, also in New Mexico. Other evidence that led Patty to believe that the woman in the photograph was her daughter was a scar on her leg that was almost identical to a scar that Tara had received in a car accident. There was also a book next to the young woman, and it was uh, a paperback copy of V.C. Andrews' My Sweet Adrena, which was um, apparently one of Tara's favorite books, and she was an avid reader. So Scotland Yard examined the Polaroid and said that it was, in fact, Tara Calico, but the Los Alamos National Laboratory said that it wasn't. The FBI also examined the photo, but the results were inconclusive. So the young boy that they believed um, was Michael Henley in the photo with who they presumed to be Tara, His body was sadly found in June of 1990, seven miles away from where he had disappeared from and 75 miles away from where Tara had disappeared from, but police believe that Michael had wandered away from his campsite and died in the woods, so they're unsure if the boy in the Polaroid was actually Michael Henley. So over the years, two more Polaroids that are believed to also be Tara would surface. So the first is a blurry photo of a young girl who was gagged with black tape, like in the first Polaroid, and a striped fabric behind her head, quote, similar to that on the pillow in the Toyota van photo, end quote. 
This photo was taken on film that wasn't available until, until June of 1989. The second, the third overall photo was a woman who was bound in gauze with more gauze covering her eyes in, a, in large black glasses. The photo appeared to be taken on an Amtrak train and there was a man sitting next to her. This film was not available until February of 1990. Now, Tara's mother, Patty, believed that the first that was found of the two was of Tara, but the second of, was just a gag photo. So Tara's sister, Michelle, has said, quote, They had a striking, uncalming resemblance. As for me, I will not rule them out. But keep in mind, our family has had to identify many other photographs, and all but those three were ruled out, end quote. Since then, not much has been discovered about the disappearance of Tara Calico. In 2008, Valencia County Sheriff Rennie, Renee, I'm, I'm not sure, sorry, um, Rivera said that he knew what happened to Tara. According to his report, he had received information that two teenagers had hit Tara with their truck by accident and covered up the crime by throwing her body in the river. According to Rivera, it was two boys that he knew and their parents had helped them cover it up. Still, no arrests were made because there was no body found. Like, what? You're a sheriff. Do your job. Whatever. And he also didn't explain where he got this information. Suspicious. So Tara's stepfather, John Dewell, said the sheriff should not have said this if he was unwilling to make an arrest because it kind of just got the family's hopes up. In October of 2013, 25 years after Tara went missing, a task force was established to look into her case again, but again, no arrests were made and the case remained open. In 2019, the FBI announced that, quote, offering a reward up to $20,000 for precise details leading to the identification of Tara Lee Calico and information leading to the arrest and conviction of those responsible for her disappearance, end quote. As of 2021, no arrests have been made in the disappearance of Tara Calico, and she still remains missing. I think, man, screw that sheriff, though. Like, if you know what happened, if someone confessed to you, you can still arrest them on circumstantial evidence. It's not like no body, no crime. Like, they, they don't even run by that anymore, do they? I don't know. I also read somewhere that one of the teenagers could have been the son of a well-known local law enforcement officer, so maybe that's why. That's still effed up. Both Patty Duell and John Duell have since passed, which is really heartbreaking because they never got to know what happened to, to their daughter. It's said that every day Patty would look out the window and see girls riding their bikes and she would think that it was Tara. So she obviously wasn't in a great place mentally, which is really, really sad. Since Patty and John's passings, passing, Tara's younger sister Michelle has taken up the responsibility of looking for Tara. A high school friend of Tara's, Melinda, I'm going to butcher this, Escabel, created a podcast called Vanished, the Tara Calico Investigation, which now has over a million downloads. In conclusion, sadly, we will probably never find Tara, but her sister Michelle and Melinda are both just hoping to give her a proper burial, a proper send-off, get that closure. I hope his family has gotten, like, at least some sort of closure... But I mean, I can imagine it's hard. This case in particular frightens me because it's its like Tara knew her surroundings. She knew that route. She wasn't lost or in an unfamiliar area. She was abducted right under everyone's noses, you know. 
So that's it for this week's episode of Unsuspected. Thank you so much for tuning in. And like I said, follow at Unsuspected Pod on Instagram for more content and details about when I will be uploading next. Thanks for listening. Thank you.